0: The Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is proudly presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using promo code RTRS and brought to you by Adam Kasebi, the official realtor of the process. Uh 302-864-8643. That's a cell Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Beds. Get yours at bigbarker.com/slash Ricky. And stateside Urban Crab vodka, the official sponsor of the Corner 3 newsletter with Zoe, Mm -hmm. now featuring Mike as well, starting tomorrow, uh, statesidevodka.com. On the show today, the Sixers just wrap up two games that I was back and just put me right back in the ground. But they they win the second one, so that's good. The trade deadline is one week away. The rumors have begun. People wonder if our big announcement, which is coming on Saturday, is a troll, is firing CJ, or is a real big announcement. And of course, we dip into the voicemails and the mailbag. And finally, we'll get to the ringer top 100. I did I did mention the big announcement comes on February 4th. That is Saturday. If you are on fly the process with me and CJ, you will get it early. We will oh, tell you'll you. Hear it. Maybe at the- Which uh, I said you were going to. I was like, there's no way that you're not going to tell Yeah, leak course. it to the to the people that you want to leak it to. I have to, I have to, especially because they'll listen and they won't post it or anything. So if you're if you're coming to the happy hour of the pregame party, I'll mention there, come to the happy hour. Um, stateside, Urban Craft Vodka, I mentioned, boy, did they step up Surfside. So Surfside is their amazing iced tea and vodka, which is just the right amount of sweetness, no carbonation, 100 calories, blah, 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 blah. But now they amped it up. With the surfside iced tea and lemonade vodka, there is the peach tea and vodka, and there is the straight-up lemonade and vodka all yeah. available at statesidevodka.com. all delicious. I don't even like peach shit. But that stuff is good, man That's very good. The peach one is good. I like the iced tea and lemonade one, the best myself, but I haven't had that one yet. I've been saving it. Mm, they, they were It's
1: hard to be drinking by myself every night. Yes. <laughs>
0: Like, okay, I got I to try all these statesides. I, gotta, <laughs> I should be expanding my palate. Okay. Go to statesidevodka.com. Remember, you got to be 21. And if you're watching on YouTube, remember to subscribe. If we don't get to 10,000 subscriptions by the end of the regular season, CJ will be fired. Subscribe and wow. set up notifications. Without any, I think that's everything, right? Yeah. Without any further ado, Amos and the Chef.
2: Say the name, say the name, name. we will write y'all, we We will write.
0: Welcome to the Right Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Askin, along with a guy who shouldn't be drinking alone every night, but sees nothing wrong with drinking alone in general. That is one, Mike Levin. Very, very true. Yeah.
1: Very true. What an ugly set of games. The mm. magic. Yeah. It's always the magic. Something about the magic really pulls you back into like 2009. Feels like they haven't improved aesthetically in a decade and a half. Just really makes, grinds you down. And this is a team that they're athletic, they're long, they're physical. And those are a lot of things you could use to not describe the Sixers. So um, fine to get one one of two because they have been a 500 team since Fultz has gotten healthy pretty much. Um, but not
0: a pleasant
1: experience.
0: I mean, it was fucking terrible. Yeah, it, it made me question why I do this, honestly, both of them. The magic. Yeah. It was just, they they were both, honestly, the second one, even though they won, I it just, it, it was awful. I honestly, (laughs) I just, I thought the entire thing was awful. So I I don't even know what to say, to be quite honest with you. I thought about this. I'm like, I might just shut up for like 13 minutes while Mike talks. Um, because I, I don't, like, do you have anything on this? I mean, I don't even know what to say. Obviously, we say a lot of the same things over and over again, but I don't even know what to say about either of these games, especially, honestly, at least the first one I could have been mad about. This one is just fucking, was just a, a dirge. Oh, uh, well, I got notes. I got notes I can go with.
1: I think yeah, I why, do. Why I don't, do I like, Moe Wagner kind of got Embiid in that first game, which is depressing to say, Um it was a, such a letdown game after the Nets on national TV and then the Jokic game on national TV. So it was like bound to happen, but didn't make the loss. I thought it was going to be like, oh, this is an ugly win. But for them to actually lose that game was was a was a real bummer. Um, but these two games, I think like Orlando is, is a decent team. Like since after the last, like after the first few weeks of the season, they've basically played 500 ball. This is basically yep. like playing a, a two game set with the Raptors at this point. Um, they are, they, I like this for Embiid. Like I like, they're they're fighting with him. They're being physical. They're not backing down. It, it feels like some teams have been making it, you know, easy on him a little bit and just assuming that, oh, he's so big. Like we, we're not going to be able to push him around, but he is, he can be, and has in the past, like been prone to like getting put on his heels a little bit. And and uh, forcing it sometimes when there's physicality that he can't deal with. And I thought that this was a good example. This kind of physicality was a good example of playoff atmosphere. And it's just, you know, he's very he's just very good. Like it was nice to see him go 10 to 10 from the line. I like that. He's been struggling from there recently. Um, he's just had, his, his footwork is incredible. He had a couple plays tonight that was just like, how does he do it? He's seven two he's a thousand pounds. Slide on his feet. It's unbelievable. The guy's the man. Um, my fa- one of my favorite plays of the game was the end of the first quarter. Um, Embiid goes behind the back to shake. Shake keeps his composure, drives, makes the right pass to Joel. Uh, bounce pass to for Joel to finish at the buzzer at the rim, which I love. In transition, it's my oldest my like oldest person opinion is that like you should try to score at the rim when you can score at the rim and not settle for threes. I think I like offense that that gets to, that generates threes naturally, but when you have like a two-on-one or a three-on-two or something like that, if you can get a dunk out of it or a layup, you should do it because that's an easier shot than a three. Even if you're wide-open threes, you're shooting those at 38% or whatever. Open dunk, you tend to make that. Uh, I thought it was a nice-ish hardened game. He turned the ball over a ton of times back to the stuff that we were talking about, like lazy and a little bit forcing in and a little bit just... Kind of chucking um so that was frustrating i thought the defense so there was some effort plays on defense that was really not there which is frustrating but he, he really uh, had control of the game otherwise like a nice like the step back was looking good six to ten from three like he's he's in, like he's just good at, he's just in real rhythm right now which is really nice and it's nice to now that we're not in january which is dangerous uh oh nice i didn't even that I realize that
0: we are in february we're in february now so yeah
1: there we go um but yeah, I mean, a, a good Harden game where he was dictating the pace the whole time, and it's just he does he play too slow sometimes? Absolutely, but the game is um, in much more,
0: you know, assured hands when Harden is in there, and it's yeah, it's been nice. And we've said it at least seventy-five different times. But when when the th- <laughs> like this is obvious, but when the three it, it it's less obvious than it sounds. It sounds more obvious than it is. When the three is going down, it just man, I. Yeah like and by the way there is uh, he's been taking them off the catch he had three off the catch makes tonight and he uh i think Allah mentioned it tonight it does seem like there's like the arc is back on it i don't mm-hmm. know maybe it's because it's going in or i, I don't know if those things are maybe not mutual mutually exclusive but there's there it does I don't know. It's going in. Everything looks better when it's going in. But but they have been going in. And as you mentioned in the last pod, the best percentage in, in a while. But um, he has been not just a steadying force on offense in general, but a um, a steadying force. Um, what's it called? I'm sorry, my flight got canceled from Newark
1: for fly the process.
0: Yeah, it oh won- no, he wants me to fly out at 9:50 p.m. But. But Joe is working on something better. What, what if you called the airline live on the pod, and we just had to, <laughs> we just had to wait, wait for it? For you, to just scream at somebody. No, some we'll some get there. We'll somebody. get there. If I have to get to JFK at seven thirty, I will. It'd be a fucking. It'll be awful, but I, I will do it anyway. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, he's he, he's hit big shots at, at big, he's hit shots at big moments. That's the yeah. other thing too, like settling yeah. shots. A lot of times they've been a three, uh, which who knows when it'll come and go, but they have been settling. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I thought it was a very good Tobias offensive game.
1: Uh, it was a Tobias looking to shoot off the catch game and he hit two of four from three, which is okay. And he was getting, he was attacking off closeouts, a couple of good driving kick moments for Tobias finished with five assists. Um, Found Joel on a on like on the move one time for a for a nice finish at the rim that was good. I love when Tobias is seeing the floor well. Um, got a got a dunk got a Tobias dunk today. We're counting those. Yes, off, it was a, an off a scramble. Yeah, yep. off it was an alley from Harden that was uh, off a scramble loose ball. Thanks to Melton and Maxi doing some hustling, diving on the floor, and everything. Um, my one of my favorite plays of the game was Embiid setting an off ball screen for Tobias, and they do this all the time. But it's never used. It's just an off-ball screen to like get the ball at the top of the key, dribble, handoff type of thing. It's never like used for like movement to inspire offense. Rather, it doesn't feel like it's getting us anywhere. And this was a time when it did. Embiid sets an off-ball screen to, for Tobias. Harden find, finds Tobias on the move. The defense rotates. Tobias swings it to PJ Tucker in the corner for the three. It was really nice. It was a nice play, and I would love to you know whether. Too many times the ball's in the hands of a guy who's not a good passer or doesn't feel comfortable take, making those passes that Harden made to Tobias in, on the move, and it's nice. I would like to see more of those. Was not a good Tobias defense game. Was not. I too didn't much. even notice. I was in a fucking daze. I, I get it. The game was barely happening for me. I night. get that. Yeah. But just like you know, I'm going to talk like the, the the problems with this team, the the things that are keeping me. I know you're back, and I don't know if the Magic set you out, took you back out, but. The, the problems with the team are, are going to continue for until something happens at the deadline because the problems are point of attack defense. Too many guys just get into the paint whenever they want and force rotations and then they can get open looks out of it. Tobias usually is better at that, at stopping and sliding his feet being physical, but like it seemed like they were just Franz Wagner's getting by him. Jalen Suggs getting by him, whatever. Um, it's obviously the backup center, which we will talk about. And it's, the lack of athleticism and rebounding and loose balls and athletic teams like Orlando are just going to give him trouble. If none of those upgrades come. Um, and so Tobias today being not, not up to the par of defense that he had been previously or usually as this season, the last couple of seasons was, was damaging to them and allowed them to stay in the game. The, really the, the reason they won this game is because Orlando shot six of 39 from three. Did they really 15% from three? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they should have lost this game. For sure.
0: Well, Orlando is this dangerous combination of young. So they try hard every game, but Mm -hmm. also just talented enough to be good. Like not like the process Sixers were so untalented that they tried hard every game and it didn't matter. But the Orlando, this Orlando team has enough players to where the fact that if they catch you on a day when you're not, when you're taking them lightly, which is I'm sure what happened to Boston and what happens to a lot of the teams they've surprised you'll. They they will they will grind you enough to win the game. Yeah, and it was just yeah they won the game. It's fine.
1: They 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 made a couple of plays that, that happened. Like I thought, um, Maxi getting a, a little bit warm towards towards the end of the game was was nice. And he only made two shots, which was tough. But uh, okay, in a second I have to leave. So when you do the ad, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave and do, to do, to do this thing. When I do over the, um, oh, the
0: Kisebi. okay. But by the way, we found me another flight. Here's the good news: I get to get up two hours earlier, so I get to get up at three thirty. So there you go, very exciting for you. Your natural, your natural wake up time. I, what What I want everyone to know who's going to be a fly the process is: I could have taken a later flight, but missed the happy hour on Thursday, and I'm not going to do it. Yeah, only. you wouldn't do that. Yeah. You wouldn't do that. No. Um,
1: Maxi gets an ovation every time he checks in. Yeah, I think that that's nice. It is. there's a nice there's a nice thing of that. No other player gets it. A- Matisse maybe used to get one, but like Maxi really gets one. It's everyone wants to cheer him when he gets announced as like a starter, but now it becomes like, hey, here's our guy. Everyone's so excited to see him. I think that's is, nice.
0: Is your big surprise that you ordered DoorDash? Is no. that what happened? No, 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 or are you no, just no. gonna go get food? Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> uh I like there's a play that Maxi made tonight where it's very <laughs> clear that he's learning from both Harden and Shake, both guys that make this play, where he drives at the big and uses his speed to draw the help. And as soon as the help comes, he had a really nice lefty whip pass to Tobias in the corner for the three. And it's really nice to see. Those are those are like the progressions of, of Maxi's game that we want to see. Like obviously he's an incredible shooter. Obviously he can finish at the rim. He's a one-man transition, which is crazy for his size. But seeing him like develop as a passer and manipulate the defense is really, really great to see. Um, defensively, like he just can't do anything with faults. He couldn't do anything yeah. at all no and especially game one if Fultz yeah. m- murdered him yeah I mean he's just Fultz is really good at initiating he's, he's always been good at this he's really good at initiating contacts without extending and like you know pushing off or anything just finishing at the rim he's so crafty so smooth and he's just too big for Maxie there's not that many guys in the league that Maxi can cover like re- really Maxi needs to cover PJ Tucker like it would be a good idea for Daryl at some point to trade PJ Tucker to a, a team that Maxi will have to
0: play four times so he can cover him because that's something he could do the other but, thing, by the way, Fultz good. is Fultz has grown into his body. Like he is a of course. a big guy now, you yeah. know, he wasn't ever like small, but he was so young, but yeah. he, you look at him now and he's a big, sturdy guy. Yeah. And he is, he is stronger and bigger than Maxius.
1: And the shot's still a little bit weird, but he shoots it high. He can shoot it from the mid range. Like he can get anywhere. He's so smooth. Really. There was like a, the spin move to end the quarter was really nice. Uh, yeah. I talk about Fultz in the, uh, In my the newsletter uh, in the
0: newsletter that's coming out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, on Thursday. Sign up for that if you haven't. Do you want to go get the thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if if, uh, what Mike was alluding to is that in the Corner Three newsletter with Zoe, Mike and I are going to rotate week to week. We're just going to write a thing in the newsletter. So Mike is kicking it off tomorrow. So just go to writes Sanchez.com slash newsletter for that. Um, one guy who's not writing in the newsletter cause he's too busy doing other shit. And that's getting you a house is Adam Kasabi, the official realtor of the process. K S E B E. Now specifically where he would be best getting you a house is the Delaware beaches. You may have, I had never been to the Delaware beaches until like four years ago or whatever. We had, the, we had a dog. We wanted to go on vacation. We didn't want to drive all the way down to the, uh, what's the Carolina ones, uh, CJ, um, the uh, the Carolina beaches, where the, somebody will say it in the chat. We went there for two years, but it's like six and a half hours to drive down there. So we're like, where do we go? Where do we go? and We ended up going to Lewis Beach, Delaware, and it was fucking awesome. So Lewis Beach is nice. It's uh, it's like sort of like cozy it, Outer Banks. That's what it is. Thanks, guy. Um, it's like cozy. It has like a few nice restaurants, a couple nice bars, but it's really close to Rehoboth, and Rehoboth has that like Jersey Shore vibe. It's just not as dirty. The other thing about Delaware beaches is, is that the property taxes are mad low, way lower than Jersey. Um, there's all different options. There's Bethany, there's Lewis, there's Rehoboth, all that. So Adam Kasebi specializes in the Delaware beaches. If you want a beach house, what you do is you get the house, you rent it out for you know most of the summer. It ends up paying your mortgage, and you have somewhere to go a few weeks out of the year while you you know build up value in the house. Kasebi's your guy. He and his team at Long and Foster and Bethany Beach cover all of Delaware all of uh, Maryland. If you want to sell a house in either of those states, if you want to buy a house in Delaware, beaches, Adam Cassebi, 302-864-8643, 302-864-8643. And if you're looking to buy or sell a home in PA, New Jersey, New York, whatever, you're not left out with Cassebi. He can do it for you, but he can be your window to those people. You don't know what to look for when you're, you know, looking for a realtor, but Cassebi does. So, you can trust Cassebi. You talk to him. He interviews realtors. He finds your realtor for you. And uh, and you, you got a guy. 302-864-8643. Adam at processrealtor.com. That's Adam at processrealtor.com. Adam Kasap. All right. Okay. Oh, it came. The, the kismet bagels. There it is. He's you got a bagel on there. You got a bagel. Got what kind of bagel? Smear. Sesame. Thank you, Jake. Jake. Oh! Wh- oh! Wow! You happy? Oh, that's good. There you go. That's nice. We yeah, kismet. Kismet. There you go. All, you me some free dude. And guess what?
1: Body Bio. Oh, that little gut plus. I gotta take a little gut plus with my food. Oh,
0: and this then will hurt my tummy. Get and a house in it. Delaware. Oh, no, i do it. All. all. We actually had them uh, without knowing uh, that they were they were of the Ricky. Uh, my sister for Christmas ended up picking up a big platter uh, from Kismet. We had a big, uh, big old Kismet platter. This hat is crazy. Oh yeah, it's the highest hat I've ever worn. Well, that—that's like a me hat. That's not a Mike hat. That's a. That's I'm trying a... to. We'll see. Now we get to eat during the pot again. <laughs> there you go. Do we have to talk about these games anymore? Can we talk about the trade deadline? And we have so many good voicemails about our fight and a couple more things about the game. Okay. And then we'll go to the trade deadline. Okay.
1: Um <laughs> let me just finish chewing. This is fine. I'm waiting for flight confirmation here. <laughs> so a really nice George Niang game for a couple reasons. I'm have a bagel of my teeth. Mm-hmm. Um he's got a really intuitive sense of when to cut, and I just like that. There's not enough guys in this team that know when to cut that feel that feel cuts and can get plays off of it. Obviously he's not the most athletic or the quickest, but he makes stuff happen. Hard and drive, he draws help. He sees faults covering two guys and drift down to the corner. Niang foul line extended, cuts down the middle, gets a layup out of it off a good hardened pass. It's really those are good offensive plays. So often you see the Sixers, or in previous years and sometimes this year, settle for like okay, there's one guy covering two of us, and there's nothing we can do out of it. And there's and like opportune cuts is a way to get easy offense out of it when. Harden draws a double or Maxi draws a double off a drive or MB draws a double. Like those kinds of things are so huge and they're going to be huge in the playoffs that a prevent, prevent teams from doubling in the first place. So MB can go, go one-on-one or just like make some offense happen off movement. It's just needs to happen some things off movement would be so great. Um, so that was a nice cut from Niang. Uh One other play, not really Niang based, but Maxi has a corner three as his first make of the game. Everyone's kind of, it's the, they call timeout. Everyone's like, okay, and not it's a little bit like this is what we're supposed to do. we're supposed to beat the magic casual reaction I'm like oh I guess they're kind of just going through the motions a little bit and then the broadcast cuts to George who's just going ape shit at half court after <laughs> oh, a yeah. make he's yeah. celebrating he's talking shit to like a ghost or something I don't I love it whatever if he was bad it would be very frustrating just him like doing that all the time but he's just good and he's a very good helpful player on this team one that I don't think that they have to upgrade uh, at the deadline and I'm just happy that he's here and doing doing his thing um, there's so many good comments
0: about your hat. The hat is crazy. It's a crazy hat. That's a big I, ass hat for a small guy. I like you guys it. have both worn large hats, but this is next level. I like it. Where does it, where is it supposed to lay on my head? Mike is a dad hat kind of guy, but I'm this a lo- works, works along conductor. with the eagle crunch. This is wild.
1: looks like um, a little
0: kid on a little league team. I do feel like a little kid. Yeah.
1: A little kid, a little kid playing like a conductor. Um, the big, the, one of my favorite possessions of the game was the possession where they got three offensive rebounds in one play. It's nice to see that kind of just like juice of them like going for it, and it ending in a Joel dunk was a very nice exclamation point. I loved it. Harden and Embiid both getting offensive rebounds—that was cool. Um, I'm gonna get to Trez. I'm gonna finish on Trez. The so last thing—I just need Matisse to play more. I need him to play more. Oh, you're, his numbers you're are too for it. You're his his on-off numbers are too good. You're he makes things happen. It. He's got to play more than ten minutes a game. I'm he so has glad to play he's more gonna than, be here for another, another week. Yeah. Maybe he's not, and maybe maybe he's not. But even even more of a reason to play him like 18 minutes yeah, to prove that he's like a valued member of this team, whatever it like he, he's not going to be able to hang up and hold up in the playoffs as much for sure. Um, but in the same way that like PJ Tucker will, like you should play Matisse more in the regular season. Like he needs to play in the regular season, like 20, give him 20. Um, because he solves a lot of their athleticism issues just by being, around and long and anticipating and like makes some stuff happen and triggers other stuff. Other thing, he just has to, he has to dunk more. He got a, a really nice off a cut. I think it was from Harden. Uh, he goes to dunk, he goes to lay it up and he gets fouled from behind. But like, that's a, that's a dunk. It's a wide open dunk. Just be dunking. Why aren't, why do I have to keep saying it? You should be dunking. Everyone should be dunking if they can dunk all the time. And bead, I get it. Less stress on your knees or whatever. But like Tobias, Matisse, be dunking always be dunking it's just crazy (laughs) that it's not happening you can because you'll get fouled and then be able to hit it uh mantras harrell here we go yeah i mean doc takes him out after two minutes two of the worst minutes in basketball history yeah puts in b-ball paul it's like okay okay docs we've 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 had our section of of trez and we're we're moving on to a little period of the season where it's going to be b-ball paul Halftime. B-Ball Paul plays two minutes in the second quarter. And then here comes Embiid. T- time to sit, and he puts Trez back in. He puts him back in. Yeah.
0: He if, likes him if, better. He hates Paul. He does. He hate, Maybe he not hates personally, him. but he, he hates him. No, no, He hates him. He does hate him. It is personal. It's 100% personal. Do you think it has anything to do with
1: B-Ball Paul selling hoodies while he's on the bench? I think it's all of it. I think there's not a single thing he likes about it. I think in the same way that I react to Harold, Harrell, every single thing he does at this point, who again, I did love as a prospect when he was younger and as a player when he was younger, not anymore. He's a thousand years old. Like we don't need to be doing that. But if B-Ball Paul led up a, a wide open dunk to, Mont- to uh, Mo Wagner off of an inbounds, Doc would have him deported. Like no, what? He would, he would end the game so that he could rip him in half. And he takes Trez out for it and then just puts him back in, in the second half. Here, have another chance to be playable. It doesn't matter that your knees are like the, the age of time in memoriam. Let's see if there's more upside we can untap. In this ancient man that has no juice left whatsoever, he gets immediately called for an offensive foul and a stupid shove. Then the next play, he fouls Moe Wagner on a layup that he makes. Like back-to-back plays. And then he misses the layup on the other end or gets blocked because he's 6'3", actually. Like what are we? How are we still doing this? I can't believe Doc keeps doing it. I can't believe he keeps fucking with me. We have three more games until the trade deadline. I'm going to throw up if he's the backup center. I'm going to throw up live on the podcast. I will. I will take something that causes me to throw up. Throw up a kismet bagel. I will. know. these are delicious. Keep sending me free shit. I will. I will absolutely live puke on the podcast if he is not either replaced by someone in a trade traded himself or finally like Doc has to release a hostage statement that he's going to start Beeball Paul going forward or play Beeball Paul going forward. Unbelievable.
0: Unbelievable. I'm genuinely repulsed. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything for you. I I he was awful. I'm going to take a bite. He was awful. You were you were saying that um he would have Beeball Paul deported or uh Beeball Paul deported if he did one of those things. Yeah. What I'm wondering is if is that what Doc did with Daniel House? Because I haven't seen Daniel House in at least three weeks. Yeah. He's in all the videos. Yeah. There was him him on stage. Yep, Rapping.
1: He seems to be well-liked, Dan yes. House. Which yep. I get. I mean, Harden has proven and the bubble has proven he's a good teammate. Mm-hmm. Willing to be loyal, do what it takes. Yep. Could be blamed for somebody else having sex. Yep. That's fine. Man, you are just um, the away. I'm yeah. hungry. <laughs> Um, I'm good with this game. It's done. They still, there's still 16 games over 500. That's very nice.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. Can we go to the trade deadline? Yeah. Actually, speaking of the trade deadline, I'm a little jealous. So the thing about, um, online sports betting, shout out DraftKings Sportsbook is that there's different things available in different States based on like the laws in those States. So one thing that you can bet on in Illinois, but you can't bet on in New Jersey is DraftKings has odds about whether players are going to get traded or not, which is a fucking amazing market. Now, none of the players believe it or not on this list are Sixers. They don't have odds for any Sixers. However, Ben Simmons is plus 400 to get traded, which I thought was interesting. That's not super long odds. Siakam is plus 300. Markinen is plus 500. Lillard is plus 450. These, this is all stunning to me, actually. Um, all these odds. I love DraftKings Sportsbook. I just wish, makes me wish I'd lived in uh, Illinois, at least for this. If you like betting on the NBA, DraftKings is where you go. New customers bet five bucks and get $200 in bonus bets instantly by using promo code RTRS. And For a limited time, all new and existing customers get a no sweat, same game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, opt in, place the same game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you get a bonus back. Um, I imagine for, oh, you know, we should have, oh no, it's not legal in Texas. Motherfucker. I was going to talk about same game parlay for uh, Fly the Process, but we can't. It's not legal in Texas. Download the app now. Sign up with code RTRS. New customers bet $5 on the NBA. Get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NBA with code RTRS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Would just like to say I am officially booked on a flight two hours earlier. Mm. No. I'm going to get there. Some people are going to get there late. There's obviously been, of course, there's fucking winter storms in Texas. Yeah, for God's sakes. Hope everybody's yeah. safe down there. Hope we're safe. Yeah.
1: So, trade deadline is the ninth. Mm-hmm. I realized that today and looked at my calendar and saw that I have a dentist appointment. There at, you go at right at the deadline at the strike of the deadline, wow. which is always a smart time to do it. The Evan really, Turner a, dentist appointment. I have to. I should plan ahead for this. I don't know what's going on. I, it's always, how does it happen? I, do I see the doc? I don't see the doctor that much, and
0: it's always on the deadline. Hmm. Ridiculous. Um. So it is the ninth. I, you know, like the reports have all been pretty. It was the MCW trade. Oh, uh, that's what it was. Yeah. Reports have all been right about the same. So we're all aligned that the Sixers basically would love a wing that is playable above one of the the bench wings they have. So you're talking about Niang or Thibault. I don't, I don't. I really think the Niang thing is impossible.
1: I don't. I don't know why that's getting leaked, because hmm. he's a really important member of this team. Yes, he's expiring, so maybe like. And also, he's gonna. He's very, very slow foot. For sure, but even like even you know there was a Paolo drive, and he's not strong, quick enough to keep up with Paolo. Mm-hmm. But he at least bumped him a little bit without fouling, and gave them time and like bumped him off his spot. So that Embiid can come over and get the block, yeah. and it just like he just does enough good things where he's not totally exploitable, and his offense is obviously very good. Um, so I find I find it really hard to believe that they would upgrade that spot. Matisse, if you can find somebody that can that can not get you know totally ignored offensively, although there's a couple things he's there's a couple things that he's been doing lately that make no. you start to think, no, could this be the corner? There's, there's,
0: you can't, can't, Mike, let me just, let me reframe. Could it be the corner, Spike? Can, can I reframe it for you? Yes. There's no way you can trust him in the playoffs. But what if he's on the corner and he yes. just hung I'm left I'm, and turned it? I'm sorry. I just, I don't, I'm almost certain you can't trust him in the playoffs.
1: When I ran a, a half marathon at the Rose Bowl, mm-hmm. um, it finishes at the Rose Bowl and you're like, I'm just, you're running around it and you're trying to like, okay, of, after this corner, it's going to be the finish. And it just kept not being... A corner because it's a, it's a circle, and it took a lot longer than I thought. And that's I feel
0: like that's the experience of rooting for Matisse Thiebaud to figure it out offensively. So the other option is you know a backup five. A the the for the first option is backup five. Well, the other option is backup. The most five. important
1: option in the world. <laughs> if we keep, how do we keep doing this?
0: I do think, I do think. If I they just go he, like buyout market. Somebody's gonna come. I'm gonna lose did, my mind. It doesn't seem like there are big things available, though. I do think that, uh, and Kyle wrote this. The only two people that he wouldn't trade are Harden and Embiid. Like, I think he would trade Maxi if there was some giant deal out there. I do think, obviously, that that deal would probably also include Harris, based on like salaries and stuff. But it doesn't seem like anything of that is out there. Um, I would sure. find it. I'd be. It'd be so
1: surprising to me if yes. you trade it. If if Maxi or and. Maxi, maybe uh, t- trading Tobias at his salary that would change so much of like the ecosystem of this team.
0: Well, trading so, like Maxie, come together.
1: Who are you going to trade him for at his salary? Though? No, I'm, I know, but yeah. I'm saying that's why I, I feel like Tobias the the size of Tobias' sal- salary on the big side, and the size of Tobias Maxi's salary on the small side make them to me like very very difficult to trade because they're both good, they're both helpful, and what are you getting back? <laughs> I just don't, I don't really see it.
0: Uh Mike looks like a dude who charges fifteen dollars for a dime bag right now. It's Mike really- looks like a guy who calls you cuz even though <laughs> when you ask him not to. <laughs> all right, cuz. Uh I made a list of backup right. center options. Just a couple of other things. A couple of okay. other things before we get to backup center options. Uh they would love to get under the tax, I'm sure. Great. And, and wouldn't we all? Yes. That's my first priority. They're they're true.
1: Uh, people, Josh, the, the, Josh Harris buying seven uh, our rivals in every single sport but like let's get under the tax because we got
0: to get under tax the we got to do it the people who we haven't mentioned who are like the the assets that they could trade 2029 20, first Korkmaz, uh Springer and last thing is there was a rumor that uh from Mark Stein that the Kings showed interest in Matisse and then there was one today I didn't see where it originated from. That the Warriors had yeah. shown interest in. Team. Josh Harris just
1: put a bid in for uh, England in 1765. <laughs> 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 yeah, got to get that under the tax. Let's that do it, Josh. Let's get under this tax. Yeah. All right, so here's my here's my list of backup centers, and we can talk about them one at a time. Number one is obvious. It's Robert Covington. I uh-huh. would look for a guy who he's he's uh, in the rotation right now for the Clippers. So it'd have to be some sort of three team trade, maybe with Utah. But he's in the rotation now. He's helpful. Uh, he can play with Embiid, obviously. And th- I'm looking for someone that could that would be a really nice because PJ on his own. Yeah. I struggle to this season. See him holding up as a backup center. But if you gave him he another guy like him. a game, though. I th- you don't think you could do that? I would like it to be with with somebody like Covington. Or okay. PJ Washington, who's also a little down on this list, who's probably too expensive for the Sixers to get, but like those kinds of things, like it can't just be PJ on his own. Um, so I would like that okay. Covington would be great. Would be great to have a homecoming for him. Okay, um, some fans would not be happy, but obviously we would. Obviously we would. Yeah, uh, Mo Bamba, who I've mentioned before, uh-huh. did he play tonight? I don't think he played. I, I didn't see him. No, he's. You but
0: know, I was barely watching.
1: You were. Uh, <laughs> you know. Is he great? No, but he's a guy who can protect the rim and he can hit, he can pick and pop. And like Montrez can do neither of those. So give me someone that can either shoot or protect the rim. Like those are, that's got to yeah. be, it's got to be at least one of them. And Trez is, Trez is a negative of, on both. Okay. Uh, drowning. Andre Drummond is obviously been mentioned a bunch of times. Um, we don't love him. I think he's certainly better than Trez. I wouldn't trade anything of value for him. I wouldn't trade Matisse for him. But like if you can get him for like, you know, whoever in a second, then fine. Uh Jared Vanderbilt is a guy I've liked for a long time. He is a little too b-ball polished for me to feel feel comfortable that Doc would play him unless Trez was sent out in the trade. So that would make me nervous if Trez is uh retained without. While not getting a guy that Doc is for sure going to trust, um, Vanderbilt switches everything. He has a little bit of a corner three. Uh, he's he can rebound, he can pass. He's he's just a really fun guy to root for, energy guy, actually athletic, catches lobs, all that stuff. Um, another guy, I don't think that they're going to trade him because he's excellent. But have you watched much Santi Aldama in Memphis? No, he's awesome. So he was drafted, I think, like towards the end of the first round last year. So it's his second year. Uh he plays power forward. You know, the Grizzlies really run two big guys out there at once, whether it's Jaron and Steven Adams or Xavier Tillman or Brandon Clark or whatever. So aldama's is one of those guys. Um and he's just he's just awesome, man. He like he he's really strong, he's compact, he's a confident shooter, he can step into it. Uh he flies all over the floor, really fits it. Like obviously the Grizzlies wouldn't be like dying to move him, but if they decide to sort of consolidate a couple things into one big thing, whether, you know, Zach Lowe's obviously mentioned like a Kuzma or something like that, and Aldama is coming out in that trade, but then, you know, whoever they get what say the wizards or whoever, like, like Matisse better and you can just swap those or something, then that would be a, a way to, for Daryl to sneak in and get somebody that I would really like a lot. Again, would Doc play him? I don't know, but I think he's awesome. I really especially watching him in person, you're like, this guy's just good. Like he played, he went to he played at uh, Loyola. Um, starting to feel and, like the, the end of the draft pod here, Mike. No, he's great. Feel like the he's end he's of the great. Draft. He's awesome. And oh, he's okay. really cool. And I, hope, I honestly don't want him to trade him, but if you, they do trade him, they should trade him here. Okay. P.J. Washington, we talked about. He's awesome. Chris Boucher, yeah. we've talked about. I love him. He'd shoot 20% here, but he at least can shoot and protect the rim. Um, and the Raptors keep not winning. Like, honestly, I would prefer Frank Kaminsky. Like, honestly, Spike, I would prefer Frank Kaminsky. It's not a joke. I 100% would prefer Frank Kaminsky. He's a, he's a, he can shoot. He can stretch the floor. Can he defend? No, but neither can Trez. At least he can shoot and he can be, you know, he's a, 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 at least a vaguely aware, alive offensive player. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't listen to the podcast. The, what is it? Who did the podcast with him?
0: Oh, I mean, look, I. I, I don't know this and obviously we we've had we've had too much anti-Semitism talk from the NBA <laughs> this year. But like <laughs> if I had a bet, he didn't know it. like i I'm, you, I probably I probably agree. Yeah, he didn't even know what the fuck he was saying. He was it's probably a word he heard. He was online. If you've ever <laughs> looked I'm not making excuses for him. No, I'm for sure. Jewish. But if you've ever been on the online getting your ass kicked by some 14 year old on a, an online video game, <laughs> and they're calling you names. It's like you're, yeah. You lose you, it. It felt like it was a word he heard that he's just he a big baby. He said something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, yeah. not to def, not to defend him, but because because.
1: I am Jewish. I, I I feel like it's funny to laugh about. Yeah, yeah ends, I just I don't think
0: he do But in any case, he's like I read the article. It's like he's seen seventy five different rabbis. He's <laughs> gone to like Hebrew school. He's <laughs> he's converted. He's, yeah, he's like there's no way Jesus Christ was the savior. So yeah, yeah. You have to say it. Yeah. make him say it. Myers. <laughs> uh, he could shoot. I don't know when he was in the league. He yeah,
1: for shoot. sure, for yeah. sure. And he's, and he's and he's big at least. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Tice, who hasn't played this year but is on the Pacers. I don't know what's going on with him, but if he's alive, I would prefer him to Montrez Harrell. I Detroit seems to think that they want to put Isaiah Stewart and um Jalen Duran together like for the future. I don't yeah. think that's a good idea. No. Um, and they have like, you know, Bogdanovich is basically a four. And Cade matches up better with fours. So, like, really, are they going to... Sadiq Bey is a four. Like, are they really going to do it? So, if they decide... If they really like Matisse for some reason, I would trade Matisse for Isaiah Stewart and and see and see what happens
0: there. He's got an extra year on him. Um, Dario. I would love Dario. Bring Dario. He's not a rim protector, but he does grind. And he grinds he and... Right center and for you.
1: He, he's stopped shooting a little bit, but he at least can. Uh, so, I would like Dario. That'd be fun. Um... I've seen people talk about Nas Reed and be like, oh, he's similar like all offense, no defense that Trez is. Trez is not offense. It's yeah. important to know that at this point in his career, Montrezl Harrell is no offense. He's no offense. He's no defense. He's nothing. I saw a Sixers video that they released that he's a good DJ. Uh, that's nice. That's. I think that's a valued member of the team. Uh, you want him on the aux cord? Great. Uh, on the court, though, he doesn't provide anything at all. So Nas Reid is, is an exceptional offensive player for a backup center. Um, I think he is gonna get paid this offseason pretty big by somebody. Um, but for a half season rental, absolutely would love Nas Reid here. He at least can make the offense go. He can he can pick and pop, he can make things happen. He's he's can make plays on the ball. He's good. Um, I don't think that the Warriors would want to trade Jermichael Green. But if if the rumors about Matisse are true, Jermichael Green would be really nice here for sure. Um la- last two. If the Spurs the Spurs keep rumored to keep being rumored to trade Yaka Purdle, but they seem to have a big asking price for him. Yeah. Um, if they decide to keep Purdle for the next year and stuff and have him stabilizing, I would absolutely make a go go at Zach Collins. He's been injured a lot for his career, but he's a good player. He can shoot. He's got he's like a high IQ player, he can make some things happen. He fouls too much, but like for a backup center, I think he'd be perfectly fine. Um, and obviously Mike Muscala bring him yeah. home yeah. thank him make him and Tyrese Raise switch jerseys. all of it so Raise, any yeah. of those guys would be interesting um any of those guys would be better than Montrezl Harrell who is no longer
0: capable of being a
1: professional basketball
0: player I wanted to say I'm not going to read the email but uh Nick emailed in asking about Nas Reed yeah, email about Nas so. Yeah, I mean, I like Nas yeah. I, th- I think he might be a guy that we
1: like less if we watched him every night and saw his defense, but the offense is real in a way that
0: Trez is, is no longer is. Actually, we got, before we get to, there's one non-basketball internet video that I have to play and we have to talk about. Before we do, we actually got a trade email, uh, 833-LICKFACE. You can leave a voicemail at, uh, I said email, a voicemail at 833-LICKFACE.
3: CJ, Connor here. First time, long time, as they say. I was listening to the dunked on podcast, like mock trade deadline recently, and they had the Sixers trading Maxi and Toby for OG Ananobi and Gary Trent. Just wanted your guys' take on this. Who says no? My opinion is I think OG for Toby is an upgrade in the starting five, for sure defensively, but not enough to compensate for the downgrade Maxi to Trent would be coming off the print coming off of the bench. Appreciate you guys. I
0: love Gary Trent. I love Gary Trent. Now, if I had to watch Gary Trent every day, I might not say the same thing. I love Gary Trent. The The thing about the Ananobi for Harris change, and it is obviously a huge upgrade defensively, is that, you would be trading him assuming that you would sign him and he's like what 26 OG Ananobi. So you're not just forgetting about the fact that, that you're, you're upgrading, but you're getting younger too. Um, would you do it? No, 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 I wouldn't do it. I think it would give you a better chance at a title this year. Um, I do think Tobias
1: is a better shooter than Ananobi. Um, and Maxie's better as a ball hander than Gary Trent. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Trent's got big balls, man. Yeah, and he can shoot. And he he yeah. he, he can shoot. He does I nothing else but shoot and like get some poke-outs on defense. Yeah, there's nothing else that he does. So you're not. Um, no, I mean, I just I love Ananobi. I've loved Ananobi for so long. I'm just really not. I'm not in in any place where even though it's flawed, I'm looking to trade Tyrese Maxi. That's I fair. think I think the Sixers are. They're just not, I don't fully, like, buy it, buy it in the playoffs.
0: The
3: season this year.
1: Yeah, and I don't yeah. think that they're, like, trade your best young piece that could be here for 10 years for, like, a guy who can defend a little bit more away from being that team. I just, and maybe that's my not believing in Harden when it counts or thinking Embiid in the trade. playoffs hasn't quite done it. Enough against high level competition. Um, Here is my thing, the man. Surrounding cast, whatever. I just, I just, I wouldn't. If it was like, man, they're right there. They just need to upgrade this one little thing, and and it's like it costs a first round pick or something, or it costs like, you know, imagine if Jaden Springer or something was like, so imagine like Shaden Sharp or whatever. Shaden Sharp is playing for Portland, who's like a high, a high upside prospect that people like, that has popped, but he's still young and he's still like figuring out how to contribute, like in a in a cohesive way that's not just, like, highlights. If they were, like, one trading that type of guy away, that's, like, their eighth man, ninth man, I would be like, hell yeah, let's do it. But, like, Maxi is
0: already there. Are you sure that Maxi's going to have a better career than Ananobi? Um, a better career? I think they're so different. Next five years, um, who's better? I mean... It makes it tough, right? Because if you switch them, because you were comparing just positionally, Toby and Ananobi, and then Trent and Maxi. Mm-hmm. But if you flip them, and you say, "Who's better, Ananobi or Maxi?" and then Trent or Tobias, it's like, I just if you
1: trade, if you trade, it's it's less what Gary Trent or Ananobi do for you, and more like if you trade Maxi, then we are latching latching ourselves to James Harden with a bomb ready to go off bro that's like, where we are man but I think that Maxi gives you the like he's so good and can be so good and can continue to get good that if Harden whether it's this year or next year walks or is traded then there's still like Maxine and Embiid for the next think Joel like four or five years and we can feel like we there's we have a shot. And then you fill the fill out those guys with with you know Gary Trent, Noji Ananobi types. If you were to tell me like, hey, next year, this year I would keep it as is, and next year I would say trade harden for like say Ananobi and Gary Trent, then I'd be like, absolutely.
0: Trade harden for Ananobi? Like next
1: Gary year. Trent? I'm just I'm making I'm making it up. Like it's not like a, okay. a thing. But like Maxi, the thing I'm looking at Maxi is like the next five to ten years. Yeah. He is import, vitally important to this team and of sustaining Joel's prime. If you just tie Joel's prime to the last remnants of Harden's prime or usefulness or whatever you want to say, then they're just just feels like God. You have no other options. And with Maxi here, you 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 still have options and there's there's flexibility. Before we get to, but I just, do like both those players.
0: Yeah. Like before we get to an outstanding set of voicemails and one piece of internet audio that I just, I feel like we need to play, even though we are not a football podcast, big Barker dog beds. I love, I love that my dog sleeps in a big Barker because I know it is doing its part to keep them healthy. How many beds could you say that with, Right. When you sleep in your bed, you know the difference between sleeping in a real mattress, like the one you have at home, and if you're in an Airbnb where the mattress is shitty or a hotel where the mattress is shitty. Huge difference. Big Barker is a huge difference. You go to bigbarker.com slash Ricky, bigbarker.com slash Ricky, you see the difference. Just look at how elevated the dog is off the bed. Why is that? Well, it's because it's truly supportive, engineered by experts to support your dog's joints to keep your dog healthier. It's just that simple. If you go to bigbarker.com slash Ricky, you get the Big Barker dog bed and two processed pup patches, amazingly designed by our guy Tanner, processed pup patches. He sent us a picture of your dog on the bed. We put him in the processed pup gallery on social, all that kind of stuff. I uh, have become an enormous pet guy as I've gotten older. Um, my cat, Alabama. May she rest in peace. And then Rebel, my guy, most important uh, living being in my life, shout out my wife, is Rebel. Your job as a pet owner, as a dog owner, is to keep your dog, give your dog the best life possible. You can't do that without your dog sleeping on a Big Barker. Go to bigbarker.com slash Ricky. You get the 10-year warranty. The foam doesn't flatten or they replace it for free. A one-year at-home trial, if they don't like it give you a free refund by the way it's it's great looking too it covers yeah in a number of colors like velour looking i was it's pitching just, my my friends who's, who have a dog on yeah. big barker they're gonna get one yeah it just looks nice tobias has one Come on. paul reed has one uh one year at home trial if you don't like it you get a free you get a full refund and they pay for shipping handmade in the usa big barker dog beds <laughs> so mike before you get to the voicemails you may have heard um one tom brady retired today. Uh, for the second time but it looks like for good it was actually a very uh, looked honest and emotional internet video he posted and there were tons of reactions on television online so on and so forth but this reaction oh it's really always- yeah really stuck with me there we go this is on good morning football yeah good morning football
1: this is a a huge moment not just for Tom Brady not just for the NFL but like for
3: all of us you know look. Uh, People remember where they were when JFK was assassinated. We remember where he was with 9 11. Can I interrupt you real quick? Well, his first start was. Can we go back, CJ?
0: Now, his co host attempts to help him there. Do you think I.
1: (laughs) It it definitely. Yeah. I think you might not have been listening because, like, I really wanted to hear him say that full thing.
0: Yes. Because it was going to be the
1: best audio clip in the history of the internet. (laughs) A a 40, how old is he? 43? Who, Tom Brady, 45. He's 45, Jesus. Yeah. A 45-year-old man retiring from professional sports is like when the president got shot or 9-11 or (laughs) Keith Pompey's 9-11. It's the same. It's the same to me. It affects my life in the same exact ways. Could we, just one more time, CJ. No. The internet's like, we can't. We disagree with it. It's CJ a hotel internet. Just, it's CJ's hotel internet. Yeah. CJ.
0: What is not he just even Brandi, producing? Not just for the
3: NFL, but like for all of us. You know, look. Uh, people remember where they were when JFK was assassinated. You remember where you were with 9-11. Can I tell I just, you something? Can I interrupt I you real quick?
1: <laughs> <laughs> His
2: first start was a week after 9-11. That's how long right. ago he's been playing.
3: I was. I came out in the same year as him, 2000, and he's still playing. <laughs> 23 years. That's a long time, but... I'm gonna remember this. Like I'm gonna remember who I'm, I'm with. Like Kyle's gonna remember he was in Vegas. Um, you,
1: you're, you're I'm gonna remember like you guys. Where you were when Tom Brady. I'm gonna, gonna miss you guys. And, <laughs> and it sounds like this one's for real. This is a a huge moment. He's and re- He's retired before. Just
0: like an insane thing to say. Amazing. <laughs> oh, Great. just like nine eleven. Just almost exactly the same Exactly the same 9-11. Oh my God, motherfucker. Um, and, and one other thing before we get to uh, the voicemails, Fly the Process uh, this weekend in uh, Austin and San Antonio. Look forward to seeing everyone. We haven't done this since uh, New Year's Eve, 2019 into 2020 in Indianapolis. Of course, we're going there to visit Brett Brown and Greg Popovich, if you're listening to the pod this week. Uh, get he kicked out. He listens to some. He usually, yeah, he yeah. he comes in and out. Get kicked out. It will be the first time I'm ever in person with CJ. Wow. Um, measurement measurement contest. Yeah, mortgage CS folks will be there. Body Bio Mike will be there. Um, I did. I, I don't even know if I should expose this, but like my brother in law runs Fans of Philly. Joe. Mm-hmm. We all love Joe. Joe is fucking a sweetheart of a guy, and I'm, I'm so proud of Fans of Philly. He's a great company. LL is a wonderful guy, but like <laughs> he, he can't be high asking, maintenance. Was, was he asking for stuff? He 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 couldn't find a way to check into his flight oh, today. Boy. And this
1: <laughs> let's let's call out our sponsor for having, it, having an inability to check in for a flight. That's what you get. So Kismet Beggles, if you're thinking about it, <laughs> you know.
0: Think twice, maybe. (laughs) It's just so good because Joe is so nice. Joe won't tell anyone, hey, you know how to check in. I see you fly all the time. I've been on your Facebook. (laughs) It has been on your Facebook, (laughs) um we gotta so wear the hat ll yes wear the hat he's saying he doesn't want to wear the hat but he's got to wear the hat um writes ricky sanchez at gmail.com or 833 lick face 833 lick face before we get to the voicemails a great email from matt we got a few tweets on this as well uh mike called them quote our january sixers might need to be more (laughs) different (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah
1: yes 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 Yes, I hear it. I'm hearing it.
0: I'm hearing it now. Okay. Um, 833 like face. we got a lot of voicemails about our our fight on the last pod.
1: Hey, Spike, Mike, CJ. I uh, just wanted to call in. Obviously a huge fan.
3: Uh, but as a child at Divorce, listening to Spike and Mike fight about the Embiid All-Star Selection, just <laughs> true bliss. Uh, beautiful thing. But <clears throat> At the end of the day, who fucking cares?
1: He made the team. We're not going to look back in four years and and remember that he didn't start. The team is what it is. They'll ruin us and seek
3: us into depression. At the end of the day, so sink. Have a good one, guys. Love you, long time listener. All
0: right. I, guess uh, eight, I
1: did three- see a couple people be like, fake fake argument
3: yeah i know
0: which i
1: think is really funny
0: who did, did they think were skipping shannon or something there was not a fake argument.
1: I, i'm glad i'm glad that we've we've elevated to the point that our intrigue is like is it real are these fake i would i should we should honestly should do that i should be like hey let's get into a fight about this
0: today
3: yeah
1: I, w- it's a great idea
0: i think i think the only thing that they thought Maybe it was is because the Reddit thread was talking about it, and it was so obvious that it was going to happen. But it was, you know. Um, here's another one.
3: What's up, boys? So I'm sitting in traffic on 295 Thursday night or Wednesday. Sorry, before the second Magic game, and I'm listening to you guys argue about um, like positions for the uh, All Star game. <laughs> And I know this seems like super silly, it's like silly, right? But like, it's been a long day, and like having you guys available to listen to, I just want to like give you guys a shout out and let you know that you're appreciated. Um, I'm a die-hard Sixers fan. I've been a Sixers fan <laughs> since my first game that I went to. So I just, I'm calling not for non-basketball questions or basketball questions. Just calling to let you guys know that you do have an impact. Even if you may think that you don't, your your stand's incredible. Please keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you're you're calming down, or or hyping guys up. But we just really appreciate uh, you. Yeah. Go bird and go sixers.
0: People are just All right. trying now, to help out. Now there was a little bit of intrigue. Wait a minute. Hold on. Okay, here we go
3: Hey guys, uh, I was just listening to the most recent episode after the Denver win. There was a point in there after your argument. You kind of were talking about the argument, seeming like you made up. Spike said, I love you, Mike. Mike (laughs) said nothing in return. Just wondering if this means
0: you guys are for sure breaking up and wondering what new Sixers podcast I should
3: turn to when you guys do break up. All right, thanks, Spike.
0: Mike, a comment?
1: I mean, you moved on. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was, uh, I heard it and I heard you move on. I was like, I probably should have said it. And then I'm glad that that guy. So I do love you also. And I'm glad that okay. we, I'm glad that we got over the fight pretty quickly. It's, I think it was a the testament quickest. to how long yeah. we've been doing this that we could just be like, all right.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but that
3: wasn't the only it
0: person. Is back. I was just telling my buddies that after the last two games, I'm finally fully bought in on this team for the first time all season. And also at the end of you guys, there's a little, Stupid argument. Spike said, "I love you," and Mike did not say it back. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. TTP. There you
1: go. People want to, people want to know. People need the closure.
0: Yeah. Um, I what I what I think we do here is we obviously have a call from uh, from Becky, but we also have a um, a jigsaw. We What's obviously that? have a call from Becky. <laughs> we
1: we also have... I talked to Becky now more than I talked to my family. Becky calls um, in. I hear her voice more than I hear my family's voice.
0: We also have a uh, a listener submitted jigsaw and it made me laugh out loud. So we'll do the jigsaw and then uh, when we'll get into Becky. Okay. Wow, I've heard the song in a while. Yeah.
3: Play. I will play this game. Game and I will play this game. I miss you. I will play this game. I'm worried. Play. I will play this game. And
2: after the game, they were interviewing him, and they said, how does it feel to win the ultimate game? And he said, if it's the ultimate game, why are they playing it again next year?
0: Oh, it's so good. We haven't heard that in a while. Long time. So good. Okay, so. I miss you. (laughs) Yeah, I miss you. PJ sent in an email. By the way, he made a note, and I'm sure you didn't listen to the episode with the, the Leftco episode, but he said, I can't believe Mike has not brought up the fact that Lefko called him, quote, the smartest basketball mind that nobody talks about. My, my dad told me that. <laughs> so here is PJ's um, uh, jigsaw, which was making me laugh out loud <laughs> while I was reading it in my head. And I'm not even sure I can say it out loud. I don't know that I consider myself a basketball mind. (laughs) Here are the two choices. People labeling me like the next Nick Nurse. Option one, you are required to chop off two fingers. Okay. Of your fingers with a kitchen steak knife from your house. You have to do this by yourself in one sitting and you can choose which fingers. It will be gruesome, but you're guaranteed there will be no infection or other long-term damage beyond the amputation. Can Can it be opposite hands? Yeah, I think so. It just okay. has two fingers. Great option two. Every three years on Val- <laughs> every three years on Valentine's Day, <laughs> you have to send all of your adult female friends and family members a set of XXX rated lingerie. If they confront you about it, you cannot explain a bit. You must simply say, "Quote that you thought they would look good in it." <laughs> you no. don't have to send it to any cohort.
1: No, 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 no. We're going to go with the fingers. I like my pinkies, but I don't need them.
0: Get them out of here. I was dying. There's been a few jigsaws in history where I just I couldn't get it together and this was one of them. Yeah. And I was just reading it in my head. It was one. Of them. So Bye you don't pinkies. want to send uh CJ, do you have any do you have a thought which one you would do?
3: In yeah. This? I think I would do the lingerie. Um, I, I do enjoy having all my fingers. But I also think that, although you're not explaining that it's a bit, eventually it would get to the point where Where's they're the like, man? oh, he's fucking doing it again. Like, we're, we're 15 years in and this is the fifth time. No, 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 There's no way Sydney. that you would
1: retain a female friend for 15 years if you're sending her lingerie saying, I think you look good in them.
3: Well, it's, it's also uh, family members as well. So unless they just completely kick you out of the family, then... And might catch Sarah on eventually. Sending
0: Aunt Sarah some cr- crotchless panties.
3: Right. Yeah, wow. she'll, she'll catch on. Maybe they get some enjoyment out of it. Maybe I just like the color. Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> um,
0: and then finally, 833 lick face from our friend Becky. Uh,
2: weekly Becky. A few things. First of all, my request for a community brainstorm about cheering up Joel Embiid turning into a debate about positions in the All-Star and the All-NBA teams was so funny and unsettling and perfect to me. Um, Spike, my guy, you know this is a pro Spike segment, but your opinion on this is absolutely bonkers. Second, shout out Kismet Bagels delicious. I miss them so much. Uh, thank you for believing in me. Wow. I'm still kind of pissed at the Ricky for not using my cantaloupe bagel idea. It would have been a sort of like Sixers Adam appreciation sure. meets vegan locks, alternative option. Uh, missed opportunity there. And then third, the real question I would love for you to discuss. Um, did either of you listen to Ramona Shelburne on the low post? Yeah. And or is she as much of a Sixers insider as she portrays herself to be? She always comes in hot with the goss and I usually don't like it. So I'm really looking for a reason to distrust her. All right. Safe travels. Tell Papa I said, Hey.
0: Um, well, Ramona, I believe, is connected to Joel. I think there is a relationship there. Hmm. Beyond Joel, I don't know. What struck me about the Ramona Shelburne podcast is they opened up talking about their all-star voting and just how very little <laughs> Ramona... You see, you know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. She was like, I don't know who I voted for. And Zach didn't know what to do. She was like, I voted for... So and so and so and so in the backcourt in the West Coast in the Western Conference. And he was like, No, Luca. She, she was like, Nah, I Luca in there. He was like, Nah, Luca's only a guard. She's like, Ah, which is dumb. I have Luca in there. And <laughs> the entire. Pretty good. The entire thing. It was pretty good. Yeah, that part was good. What do you think? Do you think she has uh, um, like uh, Sixers insider information? You know, I don't know.
1: I don't know i I find the idea of sourced reporting in in sports mm-hmm. to be a peculiar thing because it's obviously there's no like, you know, with the exception of like obviously very serious things about like organizational malpractice and dysfunction and stuff, like nobody's taking a stand about anything it's not there's like whistleblowers for like a, a trade request it's like a it's a fundamentally unserious thing that everyone just has like agendas about and so you're like either some agent told you or some front office guy was pissed and told you or like you heard somebody else say something and say something and then you like sort of repackage it as your own opinion of like i just sort of feel like this is going to happen and you don't really
0: feel confident. So I, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't really have any, I, I don't think she doesn't have somebody. And like I said, I think there's a Joel relationship there, but but like everything that comes out to somebody is slanted in a certain way. So yeah, so I don't know. But the I, I would tell you to listen to it just for the all-star vote. That's com- pretty funny. Conversation. That was, that was an all-time
1: there was right. a, um, there was a good, it's from a, a week or two ago, but there was a good Rich Hoffman article on The Athletic, um, uh, about Shake and Tyrese and their connection. Did you read it? Uh, I did not. It was good. It was, and I didn't realize this. I should have put this together. It was like, okay, so Shake went to SMU and Maxie's from that area in Dallas. Um, but Maxie's dad coached, was an assistant coach at SMU and Shake was there when Maxie yeah. was a big high school recruit. He was like a junior when Shake was a, they're like a four year age difference or something. Um, And so now that they're like backcourt mates together, it was an interesting article in hearing, hearing like how there's such different kinds of guys, um, but they get along and like each other. It was just a nice, a nice read. Recommend.
0: I will, I will read it. I, you know, I haven't, um, I haven't read Rich, Rich in a while. Is Rich like not on Twitter anymore? He's doing it. He is. Rich is out there. I feel like I haven't seen him. Did you unfollow Rich? No, I of rage? Um, no, I'm, I'm really, hold on. Let me make sure. He's out Maybe there. he said something that made me mad. That might have been it. I would love there's, to see like, yeah, I muted him. I there's so many him. Rich Hoffmans. And I'm following him. And he's not muted. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's out there doing doing good work. Okay. Um, all right. Well, what do we have? We have a, a three game road trip, right? The trade deadline a week from tomorrow. Yep. And Sixers, few games out of first, just grinding along as Mike wears a yeah. giant Kismet Bagels hat. Huge hat. We will talk to you, I will be, and, and CJ will be in San Antonio, God willing, on Saturday, and that is where we will talk to you from, where we will make our giant announcement. And uh, yes. the the options being, A, it's a troll, which it is not, B, mm-hmm. it's a real announcement, or C, the uh, announcement is that, that CJ me. gets Fired. Fired. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, I'm going to fuck with you. we'll see what happens. Yeah, if you don't we'll talk, don't talk to you Saturday. Are you down with TTP? Yeah, then I you? No, like this. Great bagel. If you don't fuck with me,
2: then, then I, won't I won't fuck,
1: fuck with
0: you. you. If you don't
2: fuck with me, then, then I, won't I, won't I won't fuck, fuck you. with you. But
3: if you fuck with me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna fucking kill you. you.